Welcome to episode 33 of Music City Horror. Um, we have a full house today. Uh, KB, Kayla, Lena, and uh, Eli. And um, we're falling apart. We're all a little sick. <laughs> well, I think Lena's like a, a ball of sunshine, but everyone else. Like, so. me, yeah. and, uh, me and Eli were in Vegas last weekend, so we uh, got a little lit. Go to bed by like 10 o'clock can be. Yeah. We did uh we did visit some Gordon Ramsay though. Oh yes we oh, did. Oh yeah, how was oh, that? Oh yes we did. That's the it was delightful. <laughs> mm. I actually went twice. My friend Garrett and I went. You went, we went again? Well, we went before everyone got there. Oh, we yeah. You didn't even tell me? I thought I did. No, no I did you tell didn't. you, yeah. Because when we were looking at the restaurants, because he's got like five or six there. And so when I pulled up the list, I was like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, this is the one me and Garrett did. No, so. I don't remember you saying that. But I'll... Well, Just because you don't remember it doesn't mean I didn't say it. I'm not saying that you didn't say it. I'm saying that I don't remember you saying it. So You were very hungry. So you were I was probably <laughs> hungry as I am right at this moment. Yeah. It was good. We did the fish and, fish and chips place. It, it was pretty good. It was delish. Mm. It was probably one of my favorite parts of the trip. Yeah. <laughs> wrestling. That and the wrestling, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the wrestling. Um, so, yeah. So, we have a special guest this evening. Um, a gentleman named Taylor Gentry. Um, won't spoil his gig. I guess you could say so we'll just we'll let him dive into it when we talk to him in a little bit so uh but he's a cool cool guy here in the middle Tennessee area and he's got a cool some cool stuff going on um we also um you might have heard the ad or something in one of the previous episodes but um we use anchor to do our podcast and one of the features of that is you can also just download the app and you can listen to podcasts there, but you can also record a voicemail and you can also do it on their website, anchor.fm. So we got our first voicemail. It's from a uh, gentleman listener named Robert Holland, and he left us a little, um, little voicemail. So we're going to play it for you right now. Super glad you guys had a super upfront a review of pet cemetery horror remakes are terrible in my opinion so i didn't have high hopes but knowing that someone who is a king fan was not that stoked on it just made it even more reason to uh wait till it comes on hbo or something thanks for all you guys do so yeah so um he commented on uh the pet cemetery cemetery uh remake pet cemetery Symmetry. symmetry. Um, <laughs> you sounded so fancy. Pet symmetry. The symmetry. Um, that we generally did not like. And um, he referred to the king lover, I assume, as Kayla. And, <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. So that's the cool thing with that feature is, I mean, you can comment on a show. You can ask us a question. Um, tell us how bad we suck. Not very nice. Please don't. Call, <laughs> tell a joke or something. I always try to tell people use your power for positivity and not. If you negativity. don't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing. Amen. Amen. Come sit next to me. <laughs> don't be hateful. Yeah. Let's see. You know where to yeah, go. Don't be hateful. That's 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 the go-to. Right yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we I I got really excited when Eli said that we had a voicemail and it's it's really cool to hear people actually interacting with what we're saying and having in their own comments and we're able to kind of talk back to them in a way. So that's been really fun to um, hear his perspective on it. It just it makes it so much more uh, personable even than our social media interactions. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So thank you, yeah. Robert. Thanks, and, Robert. Um, Thanks, Robert. <laughs> for what, what it's worth, your your voice is now on an episode. So there you go. Um, so yeah, so the, last week and this week, there's a ton of stuff that's been released. Um, actually, I think one of them was longer ago than that. But um, I at least wanted to talk, at least mention them. We don't have to like 
spend hours on them or anything. But um, Brightburn came out last weekend. Um, not the best reviews. Um, I think it kind of bombed a little bit at the box office, but I'm probably still going to check it out. Has anybody checked it out yet? Nope. Not yet. I have actually heard really good things about to. it um, from from horror people, and so it made mm-hmm. me really interested, whereas before I hadn't even really given it a second thought. Um, mm-hmm. But now I'm intrigued, having yeah. heard a couple of good things. Yeah, I agree. I heard it's very violent, which I wasn't yeah. expecting. I try not to pay too much attention to the reviews just because especially horror or stuff in the horror vein, they usually don't get great reviews. Um, So, you know, I try not to, you know, it's not the Bible or anything. So, (laughs) Um, but, um, but yeah, it didn't seem like a lot of people checked it out. So that's not the best sign, but doesn't mean it's not a good movie. Uh, The other one coming out this weekend is Ma. And uh, the reviews on that one have been good. Yes, so, good. Um, Super stoked. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the ones that I've really been looking forward to yeah. um, after seeing the preview. So mm-hmm. I'm into it. Yeah, looks pretty good. Um, and then the Stephen King adaptation. It's Joe Hill, brought to. excuse you. Uh, <laughs> um yeah. It's Joe Hill. Oh, is that a yeah. Joe Hill story? Yeah. Yeah. But you got the yeah. title right, so that's good. But yeah, oh. Joe Hill. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I got those confused. Well, I think it's like don't. Oh wait, no, that's something else. Yeah, way off. Okay, yeah. So Joe yes. Hill, the son of Stephen <laughs> King, um, that premieres uh, Sunday on AMC, and. Um, it's it was, he was a Zachary Quinto, Quinto yeah, Quinto. looking pretty unrecognizable. Yeah. So it's gonna be really cool. I'm really yeah. excited about it. I mean, AMC generally mm-hmm. has done good with horror from Walking Dead and Shudder, obviously, and um, so um, yeah, it just kind of popped up. Like I I didn't know it was you know time for it to show already. So. Um, so yeah, so maybe we'll have a review on that. Uh, Godzilla also comes out this weekend. Um, Good. It's basically just him fighting I don't, all the other monsters. I hate when they so have stuff about people's families. Sweet. Ew, just like, I don't care. Just, I just... Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't care. I just want to see, like, <laughs> monsters stop. But hopefully there's more of that and less stuff yeah. about people. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just yelling. People just need to be on the streets getting smushed. Um, oh, um, Swamp Thing is premiering this weekend, and it's, uh, I don't know how much of an audience it's going to have because you have to have the DC streaming app. That I think it's called DC Universe. Um, but it, it does have Derek Mears playing Swamp Thing. He played Jason um and he was jason in the remake 2009 but he's been in a bunch of you know character stuff like that and then i think james wan is producing it and he did the conjuring and saw and all that stuff so i think it's going to be pretty pretty well done swamp thing's always been kind of that that line between kind of your horror like body horror stuff and comics you know and um there was a, I think we might've mentioned it before. There was a period in, from like 90, 1990 to about 94 where there was a Swamp Thing live action TV <laughs> show in USA. There was a Saturday morning cartoon. There was toys. Uh, there was a Nintendo game. Like, I don't know why he <laughs> popped up for some reason in the nineties, but he, he was just a big thing and kind of disappeared oh, yeah. again. Um, so the cool thing with the DC streaming is it's kind of like Netflix. So I think it's going to be a little bit more, you know, I don't think we'll have blood and guts or anything, but I think it's going to be a little bit more horror oriented. So, um, I would love to check one. that out. If, if I yeah. can. Well, you get a seven day free trial. So cool. I mean, you can yeah. just watch the pilot, but now that Joe Bob's done, this will be the Friday night thing you can watch, I guess. Uh, so, yes. Yeah. Okay. And then the other two that are kind of, horror-ish i guess um one i haven't started and one i have um i think some i watched uh, the perfection the other day whatever, it's very it's very Netflix weird and then Chernobyl very uh twisty 
it it's a little it's a, it's not too bad, but it, there is a little there are some moments where you're kind of like ew, or but, it might make um, you it's not too bad. It's just very weird and very <laughs> twisty. Um, you just kind of have to be down for mm-hmm. whatever it throws at you and not think too hard. <laughs> but I won't tell anybody like what what it's about or anything. But just just go into it not taking it too seriously. It's yeah, it's 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 fun. It's weird. <laughs> Yes, it's it's unusual, but it's definitely worth worth checking out. I'll check it out on your recommendation. <laughs> nice. And um, KB, oh. how how many episodes are you in to Chernobyl? Uh, I mean, I'm completely up to date. We watch it every Monday. Uh, it is. Yeah. Whew. It is probably Oof. one of the first television shows, movies, anything like that, that has actually made me sick to my stomach. Um, and I'm also mm-hmm. listening to the companion podcast for Chernobyl, which is really interesting because it, yeah. it really dives into the actual history and they talk about like what's real and what's not and what they elaborated on and the actual history of Chernobyl. And it's, it's so mm-hmm. interesting and it almost makes it harder to watch mm-hmm. um, just mm-hmm. because it, it really is. It's so brutal and it's real. I mean, it's, you know, shit like that is scarier because it actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So watching it, watching it is not easy, um, but I would definitely, you know, suggest it. It's, it's one of the, the better TV shows. And I feel like HBO really hits the nail on the head almost every, every show they create. Um, and this is uh, just a mini series, but it's definitely like, it's no exception. It's, we've got one more episode left. Um, it's only a five part series. So, I mean, I, I'm, I look forward to each week, even though it's honestly like really it's, it's fucked up. Like that's the only thing that I can really say is that it's Mm -hmm. fucked up. Yeah, my only like exposure to Chernobyl stuff was that movie Chernobyl oh, yeah. Diaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's but I, I think, think that was after the fact, um, right? Yeah, like, it, it yeah, happened that, before that I even really had an aware an awareness yeah. of like what was, it was like, about all everything. I know. But I have a feeling it's like uh, the Looming Tower, which is about nine eleven, and the whole time you're watching it, you know what happens, and they're making all of these mistakes and bad calls, and you're just like no stop like don't do that (laughs) and i it's almost like a horror movie where you're like don't go upstairs you're making the wrong choice and they do it anyway and i imagine that that's really difficult to watch on top of just the horrific things that happen to people (laughs) but um just knowing what happens and it's happening anyway and there's nothing you can do to stop it and it's not just a normal tv show where things could things could be fine it's like nope yep nope not gonna be fine yeah right yeah <laughs> like <a happy> ending. <laughs> uh, rough so yeah i imagine it's, it's like watching rough watch, titanic it's really you know how the story ends <laughs> check it out on kb's recommendation yes. <laughs> Yeah, they they've done a really good job. I think it's mm-hmm. I think it was a I think they worked with Sky Studios, who's in it's a UK studio, and um, yeah, it's it's pretty killer. Um, yeah, it's I'm only mm-hmm. on the second episode, but it's oof, there's some intense stuff going on in there. Uh, well, cool. So that's kind of gets us up to date. Um, oh, I will. I will tell my Joe Bob story. So he was in Nashville last weekend or last week. And um, uh, the show was awesome. I mean, it was very funny. He, of course, set aside some time for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And um, so I took him and then Darcy, who's also been on the show, uh, Music City Horror Shirts. And um, we uh, so I wait in line and I go, you know, go talk to him and um so get to the get to the table and everything and finally get to where i'm gonna say hello to him and everything and um i don't think he remembers us (laughs) like at all he's been busy Um, yeah um 
but I was just like, Hey, I'm, I'm Eli from music city horror. You know, we, uh, we interviewed you last summer on the show. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Ooh, right. Well, I got you a shirt and then, you know, I talked to Darcy and she couldn't be here, but she told me to give you her shirt and you know, you give it to her. He said, yeah, I've been getting a lot of that. People have been telling me to give her gifts and stuff. I was like, well, it's not, <laughs> not a gift per se, but anyways. Um, <laughs> we're not, we're not, it's, I love yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. I'm not in the wowing stage or anything. So. But, um, anyway, so he signed uh, one of the, one of the, I don't know, Fright Rags uh, shirts. They printed them out as posters. So mm. they signed one. Oh, cool. Took a picture and he's really tall, which I don't get that often because I'm a little bit taller. Yeah, and, um, he is tall. Yeah, he's probably about six four, six five. I, if I so that's wild. Um, but yeah, really, uh, really nice dude. And like I said, the show was awesome, and he talked about um, Nashville and Murfreesboro and stuff. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. Yay! So that's that story. Um. So yeah, so now we're going to get to the fun part of the show. (laughs) Yay! And now, it's time for another exciting edition of Lena's Fun Facts, brought to you by Lena Harrington. All right, take it away, Lena. Thank you, Eli. I know, I know. (laughs) Stifling a laugh every time, I love it. Thank you, Eli, ladies. Hello, Music City Horror fans. So it was hard to decide what to do my fun facts about today. And for the first half of the day, I was dead set on doing Godzilla monsters from the movie that's coming out. But there's 17 of those. So I went with another option. (laughs) But shout out to Mothra, my girl. Uh, 100% that bitch. <laughs> can't, wait to, can't wait to see what you do in the movie. Yes. Um, but if you follow us on social media, you might have noticed it's the 10th anniversary of one of my personal favorite movies, Drag Woo. Me to Hell. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yes. I mean, how great is this movie? And I can't believe it's been 10 years, right. by the Oof. way. Um, yeah. Mm. I know. Like, what the hell? Uh, so this is a spoiler-free fun fact. So if you haven't seen the movie, maybe this will entice you to watch it because it's definitely a need to see. Great soundtrack. Um, and I would like to say, as many times as I've seen this movie, I don't know many of these these facts. So I'm excited to do it this way. Yeah, I learn more <laughs> about the movie. So uh, yeah, let's get into Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell. So, uh, this movie was released, obviously, May 29th, 2009, debuting at number four, making almost $16 million, and it ran through August 9th, making a total of $91 million worldwide. (laughs) That's crazy. I did not see this in theaters. I don't remember the first time seeing this movie. I must have rented it, or maybe, I don't know. I can't remember 10 years ago. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) It's got a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is awesome. Um, so in the movie, the yellow Delta 88 car is the same car used in the Evil Dead films. Uh, and I actually oh, think it's fun. Sam Raimi's car. <laughs> so he makes a lot of homages. Sense. Yeah, makes a lot of homages to his past films in this movie. Um, the script was written after Sam and Ivan completed, Ivan's his brother, uh, completed Army of Darkness in 1992, but Sam pursued other projects before returning to this. So it's interesting to think of what if they did it, this movie in the mid 90s? It'd probably be a lot different than it, than yeah. it turned out to be. Huh. <laughs> um, be weird. When, yeah, it'd be crazy. Uh, when Clay Dalton, which, which, um, um, is the husband in the film mentions traveling to his parents' cabin. Uh, it's a direct reference to the cabin used in the evil dead and evil dead too. Um, speaking of, uh, things happening when they probably shouldn't have, or they should have, I don't know. So El- Ellen page was cast as Christine, but dropped out to star and whip it in 2009, which I think is very interesting. I like Ellen page. 
I do but, too. Yeah, I feel like the girl that <laughs> with it was a movie. Oh, I know. Fun. I never saw it, but I, <laughs> it looks interesting. <laughs> oh, whip, whip again. Um, Sam Raimi's friend Bruce Campbell, who we all know, um, who appeared in some fashion in every other film turned down the role because he is busy with his TV show, Burn Notice, from, in 2007. That's sad. I love Bruce Campbell. Um, the movie begins with the 80s Universal logo, which refers to when uh, Sam Raimi got started in the horror genre uh, with the Evil Dead movies. After the credits, there's also the title card that says to take a tour of Universal Studios, uh, which was also used in the 80s and in other Universal films, such as An American Werewolf in London. Um, there are several cameos in the film. Sam Raimi uh, makes a cameo as a spirit during the exorcism scene. Um, Scott Spiegel, the writer of Evil Dead 2, appears as a mourner at the death feast. Um, Ted Raimi, Sam's brother, makes an off-screen cameo as a doctor. Uh, their brother, Ivan, who I mentioned earlier, um, is a co-screenwriter, and uh, he helped Sam write some other films as well. He is really a practicing oh, doctor in real cool. life, which is kind of cool. <laughs> Man of many, many hats. <laughs> uh, Christopher Young, who did the main musical score, which is fabulous. I put it on all my Halloween playlists. Um, can be briefly seen eating a cupcake outside the bakery Christine looks into on her way to work at the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I'll have to look for those next time I watch. Uh, so, in closing, if you're ever having a bad day, just think about this. You've never had a gypsy put a curse on your coat, had a conversation with a demonic <laughs> billy goat, <laughs> or had a massive nosebleed that totally soaked your boss. Or maybe you have. I'm not judging. <laughs> but chances are you've got it way better than our girl, Christine Brown. Thank you and good night. With the staplers. Yes. <laughs> yes. Had to have it. Oh, man. Oh, man. Had to be done. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, had to be dead. Oh my god! <laughs> you can't see me. Somebody, somebody posted. Um, I think they were at like one of those, um, like a secondhand store, like Marshalls or TJ Maxx, or whatever, and they had one of those like big, like sixteen-inch figures of him, a big John Cena doll. And, oh, and they took a picture. And it's like I saw this in the wild today. And I was like, dude, that just writes itself. You didn't. Right. You didn't see nope. anything. You didn't see. You didn't see a thing. It would have That's been right. better if he took it out of the box <laughs> and just took He's a picture of the box and said. <laughs> some people just you saw nothing. Some people just they just don't know what to do. You know they don't get it. Um. So cool. So we're. Getting hungry and delirious, so I guess we're going to head right into the interview. And, um, yeah, like I said, it's uh, with Taylor Gentry. And, um, yeah, so that's coming up right after the break. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, we we kind of talked earlier that we had a special guest tonight. So um, we've... Um, we've been in touch with this guy for a while now and um, we've been threatening to get him on the show and just never happened. And so now we've got him on this week and unfortunately we're not hundred percent, but we're going to, we're going to keep going, keep plowing through. Um, but yeah, he's a, uh, you know, he's got a podcast. He does some live shows, you know, he's acted, he's directed. I mean, he's, he's kind of got his hands in a, a bunch of things. So uh, um, here in the Nashville, Middle Tennessee area. So, uh, yeah, so our guest tonight is uh, Mr. Taylor Gentry. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, man, how's it going? You know, pretty well. Uh, today, uh, well, I'll be totally honest with you. I've, I've been kind of uh, kind of down in the dumps uh, earlier in the week, but today was a super great day. Um, I'm on Music City Horror, and um, I'm kind of letting the cat out of the bag, but I uh, earlier uh, Count Dragoon's feature of Fright, 
uh, we actually did a uh, about a twenty minute interview with Lloyd Kaufman. So. Oh, cool. nice! That's excellent. Nice. He's a great dude. He is yeah, uh, super nice guy. Unfortunately, uh, you know, I wanted a full hour with him, but uh, so much had gone on during the day. He only had twenty minutes, uh, but he was still so gracious to give me give us the time that we needed because uh, we pretty much covered everything that I needed to cover for that session. Uh, but I mean, he's such a cool guy. He actually told me that if uh, if we uh, if we didn't cover everything, that he was going to try to set some time up for uh, this coming Friday. But uh, fortunately, we got everything, so uh, so it was really cool. He's really nice, and I'm really I'm really happy how it turned out. I think it turned out pretty cool. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, we uh, we got to talk to him. I guess last month. It's still May. Yeah. So yeah, I listened um, to that. I. I I really wish I could have been there, but I, man, I've had, I had so much going on, but it, it would have been so cool to go. Cause I, yeah, the, that was one of, I think that was our first like live interview, whatever, mm-hmm. quote unquote. And, um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's a character for sure. So. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, well, <clears throat> kind of always the starting point usually for our interviews is, um, you know, kind of tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from, you know, if you went to school or whatever. Sure. Um, so I am apparently I've learned uh, over the last few weeks or really the last few months, I am one of the last uh, true blue Nashvillians. Um, <laughs> That's I, yeah, <laughs> very rare indeed. That's I, really yeah, rare. I didn't know it was that rare, but apparently it is. Like mm-hmm. everybody's gone and other people are moving in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was born in uh, Baptist Hospital, July 13th, 1993. Um, I'm a twin, actually. Uh, I've had cool. I'm four minutes older than. Um, <laughs> he and I, he's my best friend. I love him to death, but he is not a horror guy. So, uh, <laughs> oh. um, but, you know, it's it's funny. Uh, growing up, I was always kind of the oddball. Uh, my brothers, I have an older brother and then my twin, uh, they were always into sports and, you know, uh, I guess more of your typical American upbringing, you know, sports and, you know, into that stuff, you know, into the music of the time, which I, I kind of was too, but I always really liked being creative. Um, particularly, uh, I liked, uh, I liked hearing stories. I liked to tell stories. I really liked fairy tales, but when I was about, uh, about four or five, uh, you may remember, uh, back in 1997, uh, that's when Turner Classic Movies was uh, running all the classic monster films. Um, and then Burger King uh, put out uh, the monster, to- excuse me, the monster toys in their uh, Happy Meals or their BK Meals. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so, and that's also whenever Universal Studios. Uh, basically reprinted all their classic films on VHS. Uh, There was a big renaissance in uh, the classic horror scene. And then Roger Corman was also hosting Monster Fest on AMC around that same time. Um, And I just, and my dad grew up watching those movies and he actually lived right down the street from Sir Cecil Creek for a time. You guys know who that is. Um, He was a big horror host in Nashville back in the uh, 70s. Which, yeah. which one was that? Who was it? Sir Cecil Creep. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if that's him or not, but I work with a guy whose grandfather was a horror host in Nashville. Um, I can't remember if it's him or if it's somebody else. It, I'll, have to, I'll have to let you know. Yeah, it, it, it may have been. Um, and that's kind of something that me and uh, Dr. Gangrene, Larry. I Andrew, love Dr. Gangrene. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. That's uh, a great name. I'm, I'm going to. I'm, I'm connected with Larry, uh, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll hit on that in a second. I, I know it's a long story. I'll, I'll, I'll try to wrap it up. I, I like to ramble. Um, so my dad grew up watching these movies, and he sort of got me into them too. Uh, I watched the Hammer films, and I watched a lot of the black and white uh, classic monsters from Universal, uh, those movies. And when I was eight years old, I watched... Uh, I watched the Wolfman for the first time. And when it got to the scene where Bella, the gypsy was about to uh, tell the fortune for Jenny Williams, 
he said, oh, that's Bella Lugosi. And I said, well, who's, who's that guy? He's like, well, he's Dracula. So then shortly after, I watched uh, Bella Lugosi's version of Dracula. And I usually don't like to use hyperbole, but it literally changed my life. I knew at that point that I wanted to, I wanted to be an actor. And then, you know, I wanted to make those kinds of films or be in those kinds of projects. Uh, so to make a, a super long journey story short, um, I made my first short film uh, in middle school, and it was called The Monsters of Vancingville. Uh, and it was basically kind of my homage to like horror comedies from like the, the 40s and the 50s, but also to the classic monsters. Uh, and in that, I created the character Count Drahoom, uh, who was basically the real deal vampire, but Dracula <laughs> had stolen his... Uh, Love that. Uh, that's that's clever. Right. Nice. Um, and like, so, that's my uh, shit. <laughs> right. Of course, he wouldn't... Have, of course, I was making this movie for middle schoolers, so I couldn't say shit. But, right, uh, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> said shit in middle school, so... I was, so, I was uh, not a good example. <laughs> uh, well, I, I probably said shit behind the scenes, but just, you know, not in front of the teachers, because uh, because we actually ended up showing this in front of the whole school. Um, and then uh, over time, I actually made a sequel to it years later, and it got nominated for an award at the uh, Trail Dance Film Festival. Uh, and then there was there was always more stories that I wanted to tell with that character and just basically that universe that I created. But I couldn't make any more movies because I just didn't quite have the resources or the budget. So around 2015, I got the idea to just create a podcast. There wasn't really a whole lot of audio drama shows at the time, and there still really isn't. So I, that's how Count Drahoon's Feature of Fright got started. And I've been doing that for about four years now. Uh, every month, we do, we do two episodes we do an audio play, which is typically written by me. Sometimes I uh, take contributions from uh, colleagues and friends. Uh, and then whenever we're not doing audio tales, we're interviewing uh, guests who are involved in horror uh, to a certain degree, whether it's uh, guys like Lloyd Kaufman or a good friend of mine, Levi Combs. He actually makes like uh, horror props and uh, like curiosities and stuff like Fiji Merman and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, as of last year, that's when we've actually started doing these live shows, which are, um, just basically radio plays, uh, done in front of live audiences with sound effects, live Foley and, uh, actors, uh, except the, the slight difference in what you see with our shows, as opposed to more traditional, uh, radio plays is that there's a standing rule in our shows that all of the supernatural characters are in costume. So you'll see the Count, you'll see his uh, teenage Frankenstein son, Daryl. Uh, only the normies are uh, dressed in black. So <laughs> Daryl. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think that's great, especially having a, a podcast mm -hmm. like that in this day and age, because I'm always on, on the go. So podcasts are like my preferred media. I actually have yeah. gotten really into audio drama lately. Uh, I listened to some podcast called Blackout. Um, and it was a really weird experience to adjust to, but it's definitely like opened my eyes to audio drama instead of, you know, like your typical podcast. It has like a little bit more of like a story element to it. So it's, it is. I mean, you said that it was kind of hard to find, and you're right. I've been trying to find other good podcasts, you know, what that do the same thing. What are some of your podcast thing. influences? Um, and I like that you mix in interviews, too, so it makes it a little bit, it, it makes it very unique. Thank you. Um, so, I think what really got me ah, yes. interested oh, in doing the audio drama route was a podcast called Welcome to Night Vale. Oh, um, yeah. I and I've kind of mm -hmm. podcast fans are interesting because you know there's like 20 shows that you actually listen to, but you listen to them all in cycles. So it's kind of fallen out of my cycle. But I used to listen to that show regularly. Um, 
And, you know, there's some similarities between Welcome to Night Vale and my show in that, you know, there's that quirkiness and that, you know, the sort of unpredictability because mm-hmm. you don't really know, you know, what character is going to make its way into the broadcast that Cecil's talking about. Um, but there, but for the longest time, it was mainly just Cecil. Mm-hmm. And even now, like every now and then, you get a different character and a different voice, but 90% of the episodes are Cecil Baldwin. Not that that's a bad thing, because I love Cecil Baldwin, and it's a great show. Um, but I think podcasting is such a young medium, and it's it, there's a lot of opportunities there. Mm-hmm. And I'd really like to see more uh, more of what I'm doing in terms of you know audio stories and audio plays. Uh, and, I, and I think it's a really good outlet for... You know, for folks on, like me who don't have a trillion dollars to spend, they can't necessarily. Yeah, absolutely. Them, I love the idea um, really the having the multiple voices and multiple characters coming in. I think that that's really fun. So that's that's really cool, and I'm I'm always happy to hear those kind of podcasts as well. It just makes it really engaging. Yeah, and I like how you incorporate your other social media like Instagram so people can see what you look like along, you know, with listening to the podcast and whatnot. I think that really adds a lot to it and makes you stand out from other podcasts. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm trying my hardest to work with the social media. Uh, I'm such an old You're doing soul. good. Well, I appreciate that. That, that makes me feel really good. Um, I'm just such an old soul. <laughs> I, you know, I get so... Uh, honed in on actually making the product that I forget to advertise it and I find that that's like my biggest problem um, I, I'll be the I'll be the first to tell you that marketing is not my strong suit uh, but it's something that I'm working on good but thank, but thank yeah. you for the vote of confidence it really makes me yeah. feel, it makes me feel like I'm actually doing something right so there you go um, a little bit more off of the off the podcast track, but it's like, what's some of your background with horror and like your favorite films? Like, and I know you love the universal monsters, mm-hmm. you know, when you were growing up, but like, what about today? Like what kind of horror movies do you go to the theater to see? Okay. No, that's a, that's a great question. So, um, the older I've gotten, the more, um, my tastes have expanded. So when I was little, I only watched classic movies and, I, ha- I used to have this really bad habit of, and maybe it's not a bad habit, but it, you know, it was something that I did for a long time where if I watched a movie that I really, really loved, I watched it again and again and again and again and again and again and again until I got sick of it. And then I went to a new movie and watched it again and again and again and again and <laughs> worked my way back. So I didn't watch nearly as many movies as I probably should have growing up. So I'm kind of getting back into all of that now. But nowadays, um, you know, now that I've gotten older, I really do appreciate the slasher films. Um, I've found that I, I think my favorite contemporary mm-hmm. horror film <laughs> in the last like thirty or forty years is probably The Thing. Oh uh, yeah. nope, that is, that is my hardcore so movie. That I was thinking you're almost I'll watch, I'll watch the new here. one, but I won't watch the old one. The middle one, the second one, I guess. <laughs> nope. Just slightly. Um, but, you know, I, there's some really good, you know, mm-hmm. uh, newer horror films out there. Um, I I like Terrifier. Ooh, I, that was I like that one, one a lot. Um, <laughs> yes, we I, love that one. I tell you, uh, I, I mm-hmm. actually just saw Us not too long ago. Uh I really did too. I think I may have enjoyed that a little bit more than Get Out. And I really like Get Out. Um, simply because I just, I really like a good twist. And I didn't see any of that playing out the way that it did in Us. And uh, let's see, what else was I going to say? Uh, I'll tell you, there's a movie I saw a few months ago. I love that movie that so much. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that movie. Uh, Really loved it. Wish more people would talk about it. The Autopsy of James. It is so good. It's so good. Yeah. I feel like 
that's on my, oh, yes. one of those movies that was on my list and that I've just never gotten around to watching. You got I know it. I need to see it. It is a it's right, but- it is fantastic. <laughs> it is it another horror movie? Really yeah. And I'll tell you what, I, I really want to see this Bright Bird film. Or not Same. Bright Bird. Bright Bird. Uh, uh, Bright yeah. Bird. yeah. Two completely different things. <laughs> um, but I, I've uh, it, it looks re- really interesting, uh, and I think it's a, a totally, uh, totally uh, different concept. Um, and I, I'm going to talk your off uh, real quick again. Another movie I saw, not quite horror, but you know, supernatural, sci-fi-ish. Uh, uh, I watched a movie uh, called The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot, starring Sam mm-hmm. Elliott. That's a really good one too. Yeah, I've 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 seen like a lot of like buzz about that that one. It's it's a different movie, um, but I think it's a very beautiful movie. It's actually kind of bittersweet. Um, oh, that's awesome! I don't want to yeah, I've never heard of that, but that title and Sam Elliott is very interesting. It's really something worth watching. It's, it's, it's quite different than anything I've seen in a long time, but in a really good way. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can't. You can't go wrong with uh, really catchy titles like <laughs> that and uh, and Sam Elliott. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then I guess I, I hope I've answered your question, but I, there's just so many movies that are popping into my head right now because I. Um, there are so many good ones and there's so much that I've got to get to like I just now start yes. I just watched a new Halloween film uh, oh yeah yeah I actually just watched it this you like it? This, I did I really did I yeah. thought there was a lot of really really cool things about it <laughs> um, for me I didn't find it especially scary but that's that's not a knock against the film I'm just not easily scared but it was just really cool to watch because it felt like discovering new rooms in an old house. Um, yeah. And just to see, like, I don't know, just like a new, like, it was done, it was the it was the Halloween film that we needed, I guess. Yes, uh, it, it, I agree. It just, it felt right. And even though, like, we've seen these same tropes a lot over and over again, I didn't care. It was good to see them. So, yes. Um, that's my two, and, and I, I'm really bothered that this because I um, and granted I don't pay attention to what critics say, but the fact that critics are like if you read the reviews, like they're very weird. Like I didn't find this movie scary, and you know why is it gore? <laughs> like, but it doesn't need it. Like there's a place for gore, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Terrifier is a good gore fest, but you don't have to put it in everything. And a lot of people like me, like, I don't find gore particularly scary. Like, I think the idea of, like, a Michael Myers to me. Oh, for sure. (laughs) I've seen that happen before. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, for no apparent reason. Like, you know, that, you know, that's terrifying for me. Like, just watching blood and guts everywhere can be kind of cool. But, you know, you can also go overboard with that and ruin it. Torture porn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of times in movies, it's also like scarier what they don't show. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, all the blood and gut. I mean, some of the stuff like Saw and Hostel and, you know, some of that, what do they call it? Gore porn or stuff mm-hmm. that happened in the last decade. Torture <laughs> porn, all that. Um, I mean, some of that stuff, like, if you go back and look at like Reservoir Dogs with, with Tarantino, like the ear scene, like, you don't really see that. Mm-hmm. So that implication is just makes kind of makes you squirm worse. So, um, I mean, I don't I don't dislike gore either, but I've always found that what they don't show is worse. I agree. Uh, for me, gore is an acquired taste. Uh, I wasn't always into yeah. it when I was younger, you know, coming from that you know that classic mold. But I've grown to appreciate it more, um, especially when you understand like why it is we make films with gore. Um, you know that sort of uh, cool exercising of you know the, the the creepy thought. I keep wanting to say dragoon, so that makes sense like to say. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know why it just comes to mind. Yeah, I do appreciate that angle. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> going back to uh, 
how, how do you say it? Is it Count Drahoon or Count yeah. Drahoon? Yeah, Dra- Drahoon. Drahoon. Yeah, uh, rhymes with the word so Drahoon. With... Oh, okay. Well, well, it's sure. funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's 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 funny you say that because I was actually going to call the character Count Dragoon, but then I've I've I've, I've I looked up what the word dragoon actually meant. Um, a dragoon is actually like a cavalryman. It's a horse soldier with like a lance or a, a, like a long rifle. And and as cool as that is, it doesn't quite fit what I'm going for. So I just kind of want that. <laughs> so. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, speaking of that, you know, you touched on the live performances mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, when and where is the next one happening? And, you know, where can people check sure. it out? Sure. So our, uh, our first official one of the year is uh, it's going to be July the 20th uh, at 8 p.m. at the Borough Barn Grill. Uh uh, that's in Murfreesboro. Uh, we we're mm-hmm. partnering with a uh, local theater organization called Radical Arts. Um, they have uh, they've helped us. Um, I think that they did the Evil Dead. Musical, they did do right? the Evil Dead musical. Yeah, I went oh. to that. It was a lot. Of fun. Um, and they've they've kind of gotten a uh, a knack for uh, well, a reputation for being the quote unquote horror theater uh, troupe in town. Uh, so, I mean, that makes sense why we would be, you know, partnering up with them. Uh, so we're, we're doing our radio play there uh, at the Borough Barn Grill. That's where they do a lot of their programming. They also do, like, open mic nights for stand-up comics. It's actually really cool, uh, a lot of the stuff that they've got going. But uh, we've we've partnered up. Uh, they're, uh, they're fans of the show, and uh, we're, going, uh, we're going out there on July 20th to perform there. And then... We are also slated to perform at Imaginarium Convention in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I, I think oh, cool. the date they gave us was October the 12th, and I think our time is like four, but that's, you know, things like that. That's so far off, you know, it may be subject to change, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, right now we're really pushing the July 20th show, um, and uh, we're basically doing the same live show that we're doing at the multiple um you know, the multiple venues that we're doing throughout the year because we've got the Imaginarium one and then hopefully we've got another show in Murfreesboro booked in December. Uh, but I'll start, we'll start advertising that when it gets a little closer to time. Nice. So for that show on the 20th, do, do people need tickets? And if so, where can they Yeah, so tickets are not on sale yet. We're, it's still pretty early. Um, but uh, tickets will be available uh, at uh, radicalarts.org. Uh, you'll be able to buy them. It's like it's ten dollars a ticket, um, is, but you'll be able to purchase uh, purchase to them and reserve your seat. Well, perfect. Well, while we're throwing out um, places to go on the web, why don't you uh, give the people how to keep up with you? Plug your social media. Plug whatever uh, ever else you need to to uh, promote yourself. Absolutely. All right. So our home. We've changed home sites. We're now at featurefright.com. It's a WordPress site. Uh, WordPress did not pay me to say that, unfortunately, but uh, <laughs> here we are. Uh, so featurefright.com, that's where we uh, put all of our episodes on. Uh, you can also subscribe to us uh, via, uh, via iTunes. We're on iTunes. Um, and then uh, social media. Uh, <laughs> account no captures, yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, give us a like on Facebook. We've got a like page, Count Drew's Feature of Fright. And then for me, for uh, my personal page, I'm at the Taylor I love, I've seen uh, those before. Instagram. I'm like, this person doesn't yeah, actually want to be my friend. You can add me on Facebook. Just, uh, just, uh, just don't put a profile picture of a pretty lady because, you know, m- most of the time I'm just going to assume you're spam. Unless you are in and you are interested in me, I'm single, just so you know. But I'm not going to put pressure on you. Um, uh, I love it. Yeah, no, I see that too. I'm like, no way. And then I kind of just, you know, click on the profile real quick. And it's, you know, 
the the thing that pisses me off about that is it's always that one Facebook friend who is dumber than a box of rocks who will who will accept their friend request and so uh-huh. they'll start sending friend requests to all of to everybody from their page. It's like, dude, you yep. open up a whole can of worms. Like, get realistic. If this woman is real, she does not want to be your friend. And she's not real. So, <laughs> but yes, uh, at the Taylor Gentry, all one word, and then my Twitter handle, which I don't, I don't use my personal Twitter that much, but it's at Camcorder Films if you want to follow. But that's again, that's that's totally up to you. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think that's it. And then I'm on YouTube too. Cool. Uh, just if you just type in Count Drahoon on YouTube. Uh, it'll take you to like you know the Taylor Gentry YouTube page, and if you want to subscribe to me that way, love to have you. Cool. Yeah. Well, close closer to time. <laughs> if you have any kind of poster flyer, anything, if you yeah. email it to me, we'll put it up on the page and promote it. I will. And yeah, we're we're actually working on that right now, so I'll be sure to do that. And I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you guys having <laughs> me on. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a dream awesome. come true. Well, good luck. You've got so much cool stuff going time. on, and we love that you're representing no, the we, horror uh, community and creative you know, community. It's so hard with us having four guests. Area. Kayla actually lives in got New York, really cool so we have to schedule on, everything so thank you for that. That's really meticulously. Cool. And I'm always out of town for work, so we appreciate you being patient. I hope it didn't feel like we were blowing you off. I was no, just like, we're no. just. It's, it's really hard to program these things. No, I understand, and and no, I I. I, I totally get it. You know, the, it's uh, the nature of this game is hurry up and wait. So, yep, <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Bye. No, I, I again, I appreciate it, and um, sorry. <laughs> I got tongue tied. It's been a long day. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, thank you so much. That, that really here, hearing that from y'all, it, it really does mean a whole lot. It's awesome. Well, cool, man. Well, we appreciate it again. And, um, and yeah, we will talk to you again soon. All right. Sure. Y'all have a good one. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. See ya.